Hey guys, how you living? Are you doing well? Seriously, is life treating you kind? I certainly hope it is, and if it's not, then you should just get up with me and we'll figure out how to fix that. Anywho, this episode, I pretty much gave a rundown of, I think, the... I'm not going to say the best. I think my favorite gig that I have ever played, I think I played my favorite gig of all time last night. And that's really, really, really weird to be able to say. And I, and I know, and I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to, but maybe, maybe I am ready to count Cornbread gigs and American Sound and all the other, and Winchester stuff. Like, I think I played my favorite gig of all time last night. Every every request that I got was the kind of shit that I listened to. But anyway, I'm not I'm not gonna repeat myself too much for you, cheese. <laughs> anyway, uh, shit, I just punched my microphone. Um, I just pretty much, like I said, gave a rundown of this gig and saw hope in the youth of America last night and the youth of Canada. I saw hope in the youth of North America last night. It was a fine evening. It was a good time, and I had a I had a really good time playing the kind of music that I like to listen to for people who actually wanted to hear that, and that is so rare in this industry. But I get to all that in a little bit, so I'm not going to bore you with that. I gave you some things to listen to and to watch this week, and I also gave my run my list of uh, of gigs this week for. Garden City Pier tonight. I gotta be there in about an hour and a half. So if you hear it before 8:30 tonight on Sunday, the fifth, I will be at Garden City Pier with Bradley Suggs, drummer for B Holes, and Brother Chip, who plays with American Sound. Daryl couldn't make it, so Bradley's gonna cover for him, and uh, that's gonna be fun. So tomorrow night, duo potentially a solo at Oceanfront Bar and Grill, Myrtle Beach, from 8 to 11 ish, and then I'm back there again on Wednesday from 1 to 4 solo and then uh, Cornbread's doing Appalanis on Friday from 10 to 2 and then Montreux on Saturday from 10 to 1.30 and uh, Appalanis and Florence on Friday Montreux and Somerville on Saturday watch Making It NBC on Tuesdays at 10.30 American Horror Story before it comes back on in October and Hannibal the Series I know I've given you a couple of those before but watch them again listen to The Used the self-titled album Circus Survive Blue Sky Noise and Damien Rice O without further ado here's episode number 49 of My Stuff enjoy folks Howdy Howdy Boy Howdy you remember that band Boy Howdy they had a song called She'd give anything and everything to fall in love. Jeffrey Steele, I believe, was the lead singer of that man. But that's beside the point. How are you? Are you doing good? Good. I already asked you that, Cheese. Answer it again. Jimmy says there's people actually answering me at home. Is he lying? Is there are they, are you really answering me at home? Let me know. All right, so I haven't done this in a while, but I have a few gigs this week. Tonight at the Garden City Pier, I will be or, or I will be playing with the American Sound from 8:30 to 11:30. The American Sound is uh the electric band, Cornbread obviously being the acoustic project. 
or the acoustic band, the Electric Project uh, has my brother Chip Harrelson and my brother Daryl High. Brother Daryl High can't make it tonight, so we got Bradley Suggs of the Beat Holes, ladies and gentlemen. I got a beat hole on the show on the stage with me tonight at the pier. It's going to be pretty cool. So now I'm I'm one Garrett away from playing with all of the Beat Holes. So this is a call to arms, Garrett. We got to do a gig, man. Anywho. Got that tonight, 8.30 to 11.30 at Garden City Pier. I should have this released in time for you to uh, potentially know about it if uh, if you're interested in that. Anywho, tomorrow night, got a duo at Oceanfront Bar and Grill from 8-ish to 11-ish. Smitty may or may not be able to do it. It may be a solo. But I've also got a solo there at Oceanfront Bar and Grill next to the Bowery in Myrtle Beach on Wednesday from 1 to 4. So I'll be there 8 to 11 something tonight. and uh, Or 8 something to 11 something tonight. And then again Wednesday from 1 to 4. Or, or not tonight, tomorrow night. I said that wrong. So Sunday, Pier. Monday, Oceanfront Bar and Grill. Wednesday, Oceanfront Bar and Grill. Then Friday and Saturday... We've got Apple Annie's on Friday in Florence from 10 to 2 with cornbread. And then the next night, we've got Montreux in Somerville from 10 to 1.30. So getting out of town this weekend for a little bit, but close enough to be able to be home every night. So I love that. Now, today is Sunday, and it is a very special Sunday for uh, many reasons. But for one, being a deadhead, I'm a huge deadhead, and it's Jerry Fest today. Now... I have never been to a single Jerry Fest because it always falls in the middle of the summer when I'm burnt out on public and being in public. And I know that it's a really cool thing. And I, I love every, literally everybody who goes to this is a great, great friend of mine. And I love all these people. But the only bummer is that it's always. It's always on a Sunday, and it always either falls on a day off or falls on a day or a day off that I need to keep off because I'm just literally burnt out on my music, or it falls on a day when I have a gig later that night and I just need to save my my energy of being in public. So both of those are the case today. Like, I'm burnt out in the middle of the summer, and I have a gig tonight. So... Uh, only reason I'm not going to that, but I love, I love the dead and I, I don't know everybody who sees me, they're like, man, well, obviously you don't love the dead if you don't go to Jerry Fest, but I'm not your traditional person. So, Hey, there's that. But anywho, I'm, I'm very weird about that though. Like when I'm, when I'm, uh, and I don't want to be in public for longer than a few minutes. And I know that that's a weird quirk that I have, but, and I'm working through that on my own, but. We'll get there. Maybe one day I'll be able to leave my house and not be burning up to get back home after a certain amount of time. Speaking of which, that was the case last night. So this talk, I'm going to, I named this one the There Is Hope Yet talk because, uh, well, well, I'll get to it. So last night was one of the first times in a long time that I was at a gig and I wasn't burning up to get back home you know i wasn't keeping my eye on the clock to be able to see when i could leave and usually i uh you, you all of you guys know that i, I play my gig straight through 
and don't take a break because everybody else takes breaks. And honestly, that's just, I don't know. I lose momentum when I take a break. That's just not my thing. So I'd rather take my break at the end. And a lot of bar owners and and bartenders appreciate that because it keeps the people around for X amount of, it keeps the people around for X amount of time. And then whenever they go to, whenever, whenever I get towards the end, everybody's just, you know, they've gotten their feel of music and they're ready to go home anyway. And if somebody asks for another one after that, then we'll, we'll obviously have to do it because we're still technically on our, on our time slot and we will, we don't mind doing that. But uh, the bartenders and the bar owners are are pretty good. They make more money in that chunk of time. You know, if the band leaves, uh, leaves the stage, a lot of people will pay their tab and go. And that's good for restaurants. You know, if it's like a sit-down restaurant that needs to turn tables, I understand that 100%. But if it's a bar that makes money on having people hang around and uh, and continuing to drink, then I want to I wanna, uh, create that situation for them. So... Anywho, last night was no different. I played straight through. I didn't take a break. Um, and it was at a gig called Strong Waters Craft Brewer Craft Bar. Craft Bar? Is that right? Something like that. Strong Waters Craft Bar where they make like uh, fancy drinks and whatnot. But it's a, it's a swanky spot and it's, uh, 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 in Myrtle Beach on 21st Avenue at the Breakers. And it's a really cool spot. I really dig doing that gig because I can get away with doing usually what I want to do there because the the crowd is generally and and not not anything against the the gig or venue at all. It's just the the crowd isn't very responsive there and I'm usually playing to maybe one person who's actually digging it and I can like feed off of that person. But last night was I walk in and like it was busier than I had ever seen this place, and I was excited about that because I mean, more people, there's more chance that somebody will dig what I got going on. So, that being said, I did the the first song. I did an Iron and Wine song, and after that, I think I did uh, some cool song. I, I I don't know what it was. It was. I think I was trying to feel out the crowd, but it was a, uh, I can't remember either way. It was definitely a, an obscure tune. Like I, I like to do obscure songs and so started off with an iron and wine song. Then I did some obscure tune and, uh, my friend Julie showed up right after I, right after the second song. And she was sitting in the corner, and there was this family with a with a young girl. She was probably about five or six, maybe. Was uh, in in a different room, and I saw the young girl walk up. Obviously, me and Julie were were talking when she walked in, so it was obvious we knew each other. The girl walked up to Julie and asked Julie a question, and Julie yelled at me—not yelled at me, but. But Julie, Julie said uh, she wants to hear "Hallelujah" by Leonard Cohen, and this is like my third song of the of the gig, basically. So this is generally "Hallelujah" by Leonard Cohen is is a fantastic song. I rarely do it, 
And when I do it, it's usually the last song because there's really not a whole lot that you can do to follow that song up. Or so I thought. And I said, you know what? I, 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 I usually do that song at the end. That's usually my closer, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do that now because I can't deny it. I can't, first off, I can't deny a child who wants to hear Leonard Cohen in a world full of other things that a child could have heard on the radio and wanted to hear. She asked for Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, so I'm going to do it. So anyway, I do that song, and she filmed, like, she filmed me playing it, and uh, the it was like... Awesome. I mean, she like she was she she filmed me playing that song, and after after the gig, her parents uh, her parents told me that that was her favorite song, and she'll remember that moment for the rest of her life, and that made me really stoked because I've talked a lot about being very disappointed in the future generations, uh, but I saw hope last night, like. This child, like I said, videoed the song and continued to request songs all night. So I obviously I knew what I had to do. After she was after she had been requesting songs, like I just saw that she was very into into the live music thing. It was very it was fun for her to come up and ask for a song. Her parents were sending her up to ask for another couple songs, and I, I love it when that happens uh, because anytime you can get a child interested in, in, in actual music that, uh, that eliminates another square. And I'm sorry, we got enough squares, but, uh, anyway, there was a lot of people in this room and a lot of them have had kids and a lot of the kids were just dancing around and it was fun to watch the kids have a good time. So I knew what I had to do and I played frozen so I did the, do you want to build a snowman? And surely nobody in that room had ever heard or seen anybody who looks like me do something like that. But, and the parents were singing this song more than the kids were, which was hilarious to me. And it usually is the case, but did that song and everybody went nuts. And that was that was like one like a rock star situation where where uh we did the same thing the other night at um oh shit where were we Nacho Hippo one of the managers uh one of the managers had his had his daughter in the same situation there was a bunch Adams Adams uh Adams kids were there and there was a lot of other kids there and they were all dancing around right in front of us and Surely we were like, okay, we know what we have to do. We have to do frozen. So I was like, yeah, I don't mind doing that. It's it'll, it, that'll be something like, and I said last night that that's like the common denominator that, that bridges the gap between us, like between me and these kids who are, who are probably going to remember this night for the rest of their lives in some fashion. But the fact that I tied in something that is relative to them like the frozen song, it just, I think embeds that deeper in their memory. And that's, that's what we're going for because I was, and I, and I, I, 
I'm going to say this again probably three or four times throughout this talk, but I'm so stoked to see kids dancing around the room and listening to music and having fun and playing with each other and not fucking with a screen or their, or a phone or, or just glued to a screen. You know, that's just, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. And I don't have kids. So I, don't, I can't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that's like, but I, I don't know. I had a, I, I had a vision of hope in seeing these kids not holding a phone to their face and they were actually having a good time doing what kids used to do. So that being said, I played the Frozen song. Everybody went nuts. And uh, the parents of the girl who requested Hallelujah came up to me. And they were Canadian. They were awesome. I thanked them for Norm MacDonald. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know if that was odd or not. But um, uh, actually, they friended me on Facebook. And we messaged back and forth. And they were he uh, the dad requested some Avet Brothers. So and he, he a lot of other awesome stuff, and I was very stoked to be able to do the kind of stuff that I like to do, which I never get to do. And you guys have heard me say that multiple times. But another couple who came in asked for a couple of modern songs. I can't remember what it was. I think it was Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats, or Ratcliffe Ratliff whatever it is that guy they asked for that and i was like you know i haven't really listened to the radio a lot since around the early 2000s emo era and they lit up they were like holy shit play that play all of that you want and i was like all right we can do a little we can do a little throwback some emo music why not so uh I did, I think I did a Taking Back Sunday song, and then I did a brand new song, and maybe a my, and definitely a My Chemical Romance song. Yeah, I think I did Take Back Sunday, brand new, My Chemical Romance. I may have done a dashboard, I can't remember. But either way, I was doing... I was doing the kind of like that's the kind of stuff that I listen to. As a matter of fact, on this channel, if you are into any kind of emo or early 2000s emo, I don't know if it's public. I think it's public. I made a playlist on this YouTube channel, on my YouTube channel, that is full of early 2000s emo stuff and not necessarily just emo but but there's some acoustic things in there too and it's just basically like a, a 100% nostalgia playlist if you want to go back to the early 2000s for a little bit listen to that playlist it's literally a mixtape that I made via YouTube I made you guys a mixtape isn't that sweet <laughs> anywho Another guy who was there asked for Manchester Orchestra. Now, I now like I said, I hadn't listened to the radio a lot in the last 15 years. The only thing I've listened to are, are, are bands or songs that people have told me to listen to. Now, I had heard of Manchester Orchestra because they were out of Atlanta. And I remember a buddy of mine, who worked, Michael Coleus, who worked at Aroma Underground in Florence, knew the guys from Manchester Orchestra because he was from Atlanta. 
And he told me about this band like years before anybody else had it would ever hear hear about them. And after that, after that request, I realized okay, so I can get I can get away with doing like pretty much anything now. Like I can play whatever kind of music I want to do. Uh, and after after that, that is being that I did all of these emo songs. And these Manchester songs and this screamo kind of stuff. And like I did, and I didn't do like the, like brand new, I didn't do the acoustic song. I did the quiet things that no one ever knows. I'm pretty sure I did Helena by My Chemical Romance and Cute Without the E from Taking Back Sunday. So, I mean, it was like, and I didn't do the acoustic version of Cute Without the E either. I did the, I did the full on version, obviously with an acoustic, but. I did the actual studio, the original version. So, and I got applause for all of these songs from people who did not request this music. So they were totally fine with listening to early 2000s emo. And that made me just, uh, I was beside myself. Natalie Carner, who all of the musicians in the area know as a, she, she and Richie and Scott Bird handle our schedule and our calendars uh they're our agents basically and uh natalie stopped by and her and her fella who was from liverpool by the way i played some beatles for uh robert i think his name is from liverpool and uh she asked for some band of horses so i was like shit this is just my kind of gig this is my kind of night man mind you i still haven't looked at the clock yet i don't know what kind of time has passed but I get to do all of these things that I actually listen to in my own time. I do a few band of horses songs and, uh, then I do an Avet Brothers song. And, and after I did the Avet Brothers song, that was when the dad of the other girl, the, who requested hallelujah, he came up and, and, and tipped and said, man, I was just about to request Avet Brothers. It's so awesome that you, you just did that. And I was like, sweet. So, I mean, and that was the Avet Brothers song was like one of maybe four, or five songs that I chose myself throughout that night. Like everything else was a request. And then after Natalie asked for a uh, band of horses, and then I play Blackbird for Robert from Liverpool, a guy at a table comes up, drops dollars in the old Frankie and says, do you know any Jason Isbell? Oh, I feel you in this house, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so excited that everything that it's like, I could not have chosen a better crowd of people myself to play music to. They literally wanted to hear everything that I wanted to play. And it's not like when you do the thing that we got this, the spiel that we go through, like anything you want to hear, feel free to holler it out. There's a, 30% chance we'll know it or 10 or 20, depending on whether it's duo or solo. And, uh, people will usually say, Oh, play what you want to hear. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think you want to hear what I want. <laughs> but what's crazy is I guess maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm wrong about that. Maybe people do want to hear what, what I want to play. And people do want to hear the kind of things that we do and not just, uh, and not just, you know, uh, Tennessee whiskey over and over or, or whatever it may be. 
So I don't know, maybe last night was a telling, telling situation. But then again, I do, I do feel like I got really, really lucky with the crowd because I've tried to do things like that before and tried to just do a gig where I play all of what I want to play and I lose the crowd completely when they hear something that they've never heard before. You know, if it's like out some out of the ordinary that you that your average acoustic musician at the beach wouldn't play, you know, if it's not Buffett or Skinnerd or uh, Jack Johnson or Sublime or Bob Marley or, or Tom Petty or whatever, whatever have you, any of those outside of any of those things. And you know what? I didn't play a single popular song last night. And by popular song, I mean like popular in the, in the realm of musicians. I may, the only popular song that I did was honestly a request. Somebody requested Johnny Cash and I did Ring of Fire. Uh, but they requested stones. I gave them dead flowers and they were happy with that. Um, they requested, the guy requested Avet brothers. I said, how far back does your Avet brothers listenership go? And he's like, since the beginning. So I was, I played sorry, man. And nobody does sorry, man. And I, I played literally just a bunch of shit that nobody, nobody does. And I don't think I did a single country song. I know for a fact that I didn't do, uh, I I don't think I did a Tom Petty song. I didn't do a Grateful Dead. I usually do a dead tune. I didn't do one of those. Like I didn't do any of the, any of the normal shit that I do. I completely stepped out of, out of my box that I usually play even with American sound. Like I, I didn't do a single song that I normally do with, with the other projects. And that is just, it was a breath of fresh air. It was a sip of water out of a, uh, a container that doesn't have to be created every other second, you know, for us to recycle, reduce your use. People stop buying plastic bottles, get you one of these things from Walmart for 20 bucks. And uh, the tap water ain't bad here in Merle's Island. I'm not sure how it is where you are, but uh, the tap water ain't bad. Stop using them plastics and recycle them. If you do use them. Did I make up just then for all the times that I haven't said it in the last couple episodes? I hope so. So after the the guy requests Jason Isbell and I do I I ask him to pick an album and he was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, man, just just choose an album. Which album do you want? What what do you want?" And he said something more than free. And I was like, do you want that one? And he was like, eh, how about a little uh, Speed Trap Town? So I did Speed Trap Town. And uh, I screwed up some of the words to it. And I give a disclaimer. I was like, you know what? I don't think I, I might not know all of the words to this. Oh, my God. I did the Proclaimers. I did 500 Miles. And I don't know the words of that song. I made most of them up. But people don't care. Because 90% of the people who are in the crowd don't know the words. And the other people who do know the words are usually impressed that you fake it. And 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 uh, so that's usually a win-win, you know. But 
Yeah, I, I, I had a had a disclaimer. I was like, most of these songs are co-written by me because I'm making up a lot of these words. I'll do something that sounds uh, sounds close or rhymes or whatever. It's basic, basically like uh, non-rap freestyling, if you will. Uh, but most of most of the the songs that that uh, that we do are. are pretty much the same thing like yeah i try not to if i get i feel like if i get the story right the song the 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 lyrics will just just show up as the as time goes so anyway i did the i did the jason isbell song and i made up a few of the words to it and i don't think anybody cared so for the rest of the night i don't know if anybody else requested anything but i just took all of the bands like i saw the people who were still there and I, I knew what the in what each person re- requested, and I just chose songs by those artists that those people had already requested. So basically, I just interchanged a, a, outside of the little emo portion of it that I did with the the Take Em Back Sunday and stuff. I just alternated between Band of Horses and uh, Jason Isbell and the Avet Brothers, and. Uh, I did some Fleet Foxes and some My Morning Jacket. Dude asked for some Jim James. I did Golden and uh, Touch Me, uh, uh, Touch Me, and I think or Touch Me, I'm going to scream or whatever, how, whatever it's called, Part Two. Uh, I don't know. It was cool, and and uh, I'm I know I'm just rambling, telling you guys about all the songs that I played in this gig, and I hope that that's not boring, but. I had a really good time getting to play the shit that I don't normally do. So it's just sort of like a ask and ye shall receive sort of thing. Like I, I, I put out into the universe that I, I was sick of doing all the normal shit that we have been doing in over the last couple of months and, or years, honestly. And I'm like, we're doing the same songs over and over. I'm just getting fed up. I'm getting bored. And me bored is not a good thing. Like me bored loses interest. And that's not a good thing for the the band. You know, it's not a good thing for any band that I'm in. If I lose interest in in what I'm doing, I can't turn that. I can't, you know, change that. I can't flip that switch back the other way once it's flipped. I don't know why I'm like that, but I am, and I know that I am. So I'm I'm trying to make sure that folks understand that I'm not I, I'm not trying to I don't know I'm just not trying to to, to change that or anything. But maybe maybe I am, maybe I am. I, I I always try to keep my or say I want to keep my personality sound. And the way that it is because I'm fine with who I am. But I guess I have been making little changes here lately. But we're not here to talk about the changes we've made lately. But you know what? Maybe we are for a second. Y'all, I have lost the weight in the amount of... I will be fully candid with you guys. Or candid. Is that the word? I'm going to be truthful with you. The largest point that I got up to weight-wise in the last, and I realized that over the last couple of months, was 343 pounds. It's no secret. You guys have seen me on the YouTube thing. I got a, I'm a, I'm a big dude. So 343 pounds was where I weighed in at the highest of, like the biggest, biggest I've been today. 
I weighed right before I got in the shower. I was 317 pounds. So we are down that many. What's that? 26. So, yeah, I'm down that much pounds, and I'm not done by any means. We're going to keep going. And I'm very stoked about that. But we're not here to talk about that. I just had to say that since uh, it, it popped into my head. Last night, I told the people that I didn't want to look at the clock because I think clocks are dumb. I don't like time. I don't like that. I, I don't like the the normal laws of time, and I don't. I, I just don't like time. I don't like that. I don't like the thought of it. I mean, it's cool when you have to to meet up or whatever, but I don't. I just don't like clocks. So. I didn't look at my clock, and I said that uh, throughout the gig. So, around the end, around the end of the gig, Julie asked me if I wanted to know what time it was, and I said sure. And it was ten minutes after ten. My gig was from seven to ten. I started a little bit before seven, like a couple minutes before seven, and I played straight through till after 10 usually if i don't take a break i'll stop a couple minutes early but i played all the way through till after 10 o'clock and i did one more after i realized that it was it was after my time and i said all right you guys have been awesome this is hands down i think one of my favorite gigs of all time and maybe my favorite gig of all time. It could have been my favorite gig of all time that I played last night. It very well could have been. And so I said, uh, the the my my Canadian friends out there, hopefully, uh, will, uh, are are will be new listeners. I'm going to send this episode to them because I because I told this story. But um, my Canadian friends asked for some uh. Nirvana unplugged. So I did all apologies. I'm pretty sure they may have wanted to hear where did you sleep last night, but not to be selfish, but I do have a lot of gigs to do coming up in the, in the weeks coming. So I wanted to save my pipes as best that I can. So I did all apologies and closed it out. They were very happy with it. I had a really good conversation with them afterwards. Um, I don't know. Went over, went over the, went over that gig later, later on with Julie talking about how awesome it was. And she was telling me about how the, the little girl was just so blown away by the whole experience of the situation. And I was ecstatic to hear that, especially Seeing as how I like, I'm just disappointed in the the world and the way that it's going. As far as the you know how the the kids are just stuck in phones and shit. We just lost we just lost a video feed too, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reopen it because we're pretty much pretty much at the end. So that's uh I don't know. I just saw hope. I, I like I saw hope in all those kids that were dancing around, not looking at screens and not not playing games on a phone, just just being kids like like I was when I was a kid. And I remember when I was a kid 
just dancing around to music and I obviously that created a musician and I am so happy with that fact and I hope that maybe because those kids were dancing around last night at that gig that maybe that'll make them lean more towards the arts because I think we need more artists I'm sorry Ron Swanson we need more artists. We need more free thinkers. We need people who think outside of the box. Think outside of the box. Isn't that a some some sort of slogan for something? Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, it's probably Taco Bell. Is it Taco Bell? Think outside the bell. Whatever it is, I don't know. See, I haven't done the fast food thing in a while. And uh, I even, even uh, last night... Julie was saying that she needed to get something to eat. And I was like, you know what? We'll just uh, rendezvous afterwards and because uh, I haven't done the done the fast food thing. And I'm just really proud of myself for sticking to that. And I've been trying to not go out to eat as much either, but I, I, I sort of cheated a lot this week. And I think that I cheated a lot because I actually saw physical weight that I was losing. And... And it's not like I've been overdoing it at all. Like I, I'm, I'm still staying on my path to trying to lose this weight. So that's that's uh, that's not changing anything. But I did did splurge a little bit this week and go uh, eat away from my house more than I would like to. So probably this week coming, I'm gonna be staying uh, staying at home for all of my meals. Hey yo. <laughs> all right. So things to listen to and watch this week. I'm going to give you some emo stuff. Go back all the way to the fine year of 2002. Listen to The Used, the self-titled album. The first album. Great record. Circa Survive, all the way from the year 2010, maybe? Blue Sky Noise. Listen to Blue Sky Noise. Uh, Imaginary Enemy. Great, great song off that album. And all the way back to somewhere around 2000... Between 2000 and 2005, I think. Somewhere around there. Damien Rice. Oh. Listen to Damien Rice. Oh. One of them. One of my favorite albums of all time. It's probably in my top... Definitely in my top ten. Maybe... It's definitely in the top ten. Anyway, the used, self-titled, Circus Survive, Blue Sky Noise, Damien Rice. Oh, listen to those three albums. Watch Making It on NBC. It comes on Tuesday nights at 10.30. It's Ron Swanson and Leslie, Parks and Rec, Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. And they are... Uh, hosting a craft show is very it's like chopped it's like a, uh, a comp- com- competition and it's for the best master maker so it's funny that uh, master maker sound like anything else master maker hey master maker <laughs> so uh, watch making it comes on 10:30 NBC Tuesdays go back and watch American Horror Story Murder House. I don't. I'm pretty sure I've probably uh, suggested that before, but I'm suggesting it again. Watch Murder House, American Horror Story. Jessica Lange has signed on for another season, 
And of course, it wouldn't be American Horror Story without Jessica Lange. Uh, so definitely go back and watch that. That'll be coming back around around the Halloween time. Another dark series that I have uh, suggested you guys watch before, but I want you to watch again, or if you haven't heard the older episodes, watch Hannibal, the series, which is about Dr. Lecter before uh, Silence of the Lambs, before Manhunt, before Red Dragon, before all of that. So uh, watch Hannibal, the series. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. We've been really good in the ratings here lately. Stayed in within the top 100, I'm pretty sure, in the last week. Um, we are adding on a few new listeners. Um, still a little skittish about sharing our, our content with the Small Beans crew, but I'm pretty sure that it's only a matter of time now before we start adding some, uh, some listener base through the Small Beans window or portal, if you will. So that's going to be happening. Listen to Sunset Grill. We're going to be re-revamping the Sunset Grill. Also, we revamped the Cornbread Cast Iron Skillet this week. There's another episode of Cast Iron Skillet that's up for you to check out. So do that. Sunset Grill is going to be recording this week coming up. I'm uh, not sure what day, but check out the Facebook pages for uh, for Sunset Grill and for my stuff to see when we're going to be posting um, posting more this week obviously there's going to be another sports talk coming at you too uh pretty soon because of this urban meyer situation we're going to cover that more as it unfolds and yeah we're going to keep content coming to you guys thanks so much for listening i truly mean that i truly love you truly do like a lot like too much too much really like it's an unsafe amount Anywho, love you, mean it, peace, bitches.